Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell. Man, how are you doing tonight, sir? I am quarantined. Yeah, we are quarantined. <laughs> we haven't we haven't really been back in proper since quarantines. We had the Grandma Esther's Bourbon Bunker Quarantine Call-In Net Fail show, which yeah. was a mess because we tried to do live on Facebook, which I'm pretty sure I can say now officially we'll never do again. Like it's all going to be pretty much Twitch. We might try to figure out Twitter, but we ain't going back to Facebook. But, you know, we did have a uh, an attempt at a call-in show. Uh, we will once again do that, um, you know, as we get kind of later on in the season. We always like to do kind of a wrap-up show that will also be a call-in show. So hopefully we'll have all of the kinks worked out then. And we'll also stick with Twitch and no no more Facebook so that we don't have all the issues that came last week. Yeah, it, it was awful. It was, was rough, awful. but right... I should say, man, we are live right now. We're using twitch.tv slash York. You can also tune in uh, live at potisteri.com slash live2. All those links subject to change probably by the time you're listening to this. If you're listening to this in retrospect, which, man, we always got to remember a lot of times, you know, people discover shows, you know, years after the show. So like right now, someone's listening to this podcast episode, like maybe five years from now when like coronavirus and the quarantine is a long gone memory. Like it's it's going to be really interesting. I mean, just as a it's whole a time the, capsule, it's a, it's, it, that's is. What it is. Yeah, yeah, it is a time capsule that's a great way to put it and so uh so yeah so anyway (laughs) i just think about all the things that we've said over the years that are no longer true (laughs) (laughs) i wonder if there's any like prophetic you know uh uh, things that we've said that if we were to go back and listen five years ago where it's like you know we just randomly said oh it wouldn't be funny if this happened and then all of a sudden like it happened yeah, that'd I be think, amazing. I'm sure yeah. we called some. I mean, I, I think we've definitely called some stuff. Hey, Eobard, the ghost of Eobard Thon, I called that back after. <laughs> I, that was a season two right there. So one way or the other, man, we got a great show that we're going to have for you guys today. Really excited to get into it. First, we got to give a shout out to everybody who's making this podcast happen. I'm talking about our patrons over at patreon.com slash TV talk. Special shout out this week to patrons, uh, Hallie and Kyle. Y'all are amazing. Or I say Hallie, it's Haley. Is it Haley or Hallie? How, how do you, how do you prefer to give the old spin there? I think that's Haley. Haley. I think Hallie is two L's. Have I ever mentioned I'm dyslexic? Cause I definitely am dyslexic, but we yeah, definitely that's, that's important context here. <laughs> Hallie. We really appreciate you. Kyle, you as well. Thank y'all so much for making this show happen. Uh, and hey, if you're able to help support the show, especially in these trying times, uh, head over to patreon.com slash TV talk to learn more. Join our discord where there's some great discussions going on. Uh, but yeah, we need your help to keep the lights on. Uh, it's, it's getting tight these days. So uh, by all means, uh, head, head over there if you're able. Uh, man, we also have got an awesome, awesome uh, episode to discuss. We're going to be doing things a little bit differently, which you'll kind of find out as we go along. Uh, but we are going to do uh, the, the first Half of the show is going to be very traditional here, which I'm excited for. So shall we do it, man? Let's do it. Let's jump into The Rundown. The Rundown. Episode 16 of Season 6, So Long and Good Night. Directed by Alexandra LaRoche and story by... 
Kristen Kim and Thomas Pound. Bell, what happened to this episode? Well, after Black Hole hires Ragdoll to kill Joe, Singh suggests that Joe go into witness protection program, while Ralph runs into Sue and Iris becomes suspicious of Ava. Dun, dun, dun. That's right. It's a shorter. It's a, it's a, it's a shorter description this week. That's fine. Yeah, I, I got on early to, to see if I needed to modify it, and it was like two sentences, and so I was like, oh, n- never mind. <laughs> uh, you know, I figure we'll keep it keep it tight, man. We'll keep it tight because there's a lot going on here, and I really want to jump into the discussion. This episode had a theme, Bell. I don't know if you picked up on it, but that theme was hard choices. Okay. Okay. No, I mean, like, no. Do you concur? Did you pick up on that, or am I just making this up? I mean, I suppose so. It makes sense. Think about it. Barry is having to make some hard choices as he's dealing with uh, the lack of speed force that he has access to. Joe seen making hard choices throughout his entire plot line. Uh, You know, like, I mean, you think about it. Uh, uh, Joe had to make some hard choices when it came to, you know, leaving the black hole case or staying on the black hole case. He also had to make some hard choices when he did that old Indiana Jones move on the chair. And then at the very end, he was going like 120 miles an hour and he rolled out of a car like. You ain't getting nothing that. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, we'll talk about the 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 uh, the un- unkillable uh, Joe West later on. But I'm just saying he had some hard choices, man. He also had a hard cho- choice when he was on top of that bomb and he had all those green wires. He had to make a hard choice on which wire to pull. He also had to make a hard choice like, you know, whether or not to record on the cloud versus directly on your device, whether or not to show the villain that you're actively recording them. That can be a hard choice for some people, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. Joe West, apparently very, very difficult to kill. Ragdoll sucks at killing Joe. <laughs> but good to see Ragdoll back. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I I mentioned it before, but every episode with Ragdoll and it feels like a Halloween episode. He's just so creepy. Um, but yeah, he's not he's not good at what he does, which is maybe, I don't know, you know, his mother has died. And so he doesn't have that just drive that he normally has to make people suffer. And, and he's just off his game. But yeah, he's not very good. I mean, you could argue that at the very tail end, he actually did concoct a pretty tragic scenario. Now, it requires kind of a Marvel Civil War level of or Captain America Civil War level of things happening exactly the right way in order for it to happen type situation. But I mean, it did put Joe in a tragic situation. And if he had not guessed the right wire, he would have actually been dead by the end. So despite my initial criticism of of Ragdoll being terrible at this, he actually did practically in all intensive purposes would have had him dead by the end of it well and also flash hadn't been able to show up like i I think he shot four bullets at ragdoll who spun them back around on joe and only one of them grazed him but like the other ones had flash not shown up probably would have killed him too yeah let's talk about that real quick i remind me but i don't believe we've ever seen ragdoll throw bullets before we've never seen ragdoll look this much like elongated man that's the other thing like I have noticed, like when Ragdoll first showed up, I think you and I were both like, you know, like blown away by this interpretation of the character and the way that they were able to bring him to life. And, you know, obviously this talented actor and his his physical capabilities and, and what he was able to practically bring to that character, which made it, you know, even creepier than the context of the character already was. But it seems as though he has gotten progressively more cgi as we've had the character which to me bell is a little unfortunate because i feel like the more stretchy and cgi he gets the less creepy he becomes is that just me 
No, I think you're right. Like, I think the, the you know, creepo factor for me was just seeing human, human joints manipulated like that. <laughs> like, actually, like <laughs> the, the, the practical, like the practical nature of it uh, is, is just what's so unsettling. But like, you know, watching Plastic Man, sorry, not Plastic Man, Elongated Man, like stretch his arms out or something like that. You know, that's okay. CGI, but it's not like. Ooh, kind of when you watch him like twist and turn. Yeah, and yeah it's like stretch arm song, tried Bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so like uh, there was one there's one aspect of it which was kind of neat. And it was uh, in the office when he like his fingers stretched out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And that 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 was that was a, a useful application of the CGI, I think. But for the most part, I like it when it's just mainly practical stuff that they're doing with him. Yeah, I mean, like, I really do think that that adds something is when we when we see that. And I mean, again, it showcases the the talent of, of the guy portraying the character. But, you know, Ragdoll, obviously a fan favorite. And so it's it's fun to have him back. And it also does add that Halloween creepy nature to the fact that not just is Joe on the run for his life, but he's on the run from his life from someone that we is kind of a known uh a known fear factor, maybe not a powerhouse per se, but certainly somebody that we're going to feel afraid of initially. So yes, Ragdoll, maybe not a powerhouse, but certainly somebody who, uh, who definitely brings the fear factor. And, you know, I, I think um, if you're going to try to kill Joe West and take him out, out of play, I mean, who better when it's all said and done? I mean, cause the other candidate would definitely be um, uh, Dr. Light. Interesting fact about this episode. This is the first time that we've actually seen Black Hole using a non-light-based uh, metahuman. Yeah. Now, We're- the motivations and kind of his more depressing nature of, I don't care about the money, I'm just trying to you know bring pain and, and take it all with me type deal, implies to me that he's not tied to the organization in the same way the other metas are. I don't think so. Yeah. Because there, there is a lot of kind of questions about Black Hole. You know, as I was watching this episode, I was doing so with a notebook in hand. And I was starting to like, you know, make kind of like one of those, you know, you know, like when the, the cops try to make the, the organizational structure of the people, you know, in the, yeah, in the yeah, crime, yeah. you know. So I was basically having that kind of situation with Black Hole. And I was like, okay, so, you know, Ava's husband is at the head of it. And Singh is over here trying to keep Joe out of it. And then all of these light-based characters are connected to it. And now we got Ragdoll and then the mix. So, and it's interesting because this episode actually provided with us with a ton of context for the organizational structure, or at least a little bit more about what's been going on. We have now kind of more of an official confirmation for all the characters involved that Ava's husband is in fact uh, in charge of Black Hole, that Dr. Light, Sunshine, Ultraviolet, that they are all on the payroll. And apparently, whatever we think they're doing, Bell, it's a million times worse than that. That is very true. Well, it might not be true, but that's that's very much what he said. Well, yeah, that was what I was getting at. Here's yeah. the question. Like, what what... What did you think? Because that this let, let's start with this right here. Because that's an interesting claim of whatever you think I'm guilty of. It's a million times worse than that. It's like, okay, that's interesting. What do you? What did you think at this stage in the game before this episode? If you had to put it down, what black hole is responsible for? What they're what they're involved in? What do you think it is? Well, I mean, so what do they have them on right now? They have them on like murder, conspiracy to commit murder. Uh, various things like that. So what's sure. a million times worse than murder? Maybe killing a million people. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like death on a global scale for sure. Like, uh, like the, the, I think that's 
I mean, he mentioned that he had like both Ava and uh, uh, Evan, right? Evan. Uh, is his name Evan? I, you know what? I've just been kind of seeing like I, every single time he's on the screen, I'm like, oh, it's Ava's husband. Like, I, I don't actually know his well, it's, name. It's Mr. McCullough. How about Mr. that? Mr. McCullough. There you yeah. go. Uh, so they both Mir- mentioned Ava. The, the mirror mister, if you will. The mirror mister. There we go. Not not mirror. Yeah. Not mirror master. <laughs> Mir- she's in the mirror. Mirror mistress's mister. No, she's the mirror master and he's the mirror mister. No, there she's the mirror mistress. No, she's the mirror no, master. She, well, she's, she's the mirror the, master. Because she, I mean, I think based on this interpretation, I mean, we've talked about this, but yeah. basically they're taking the Evan McCauley character and they've twisted it so that now she is actually the mirror master. I mean, like, right, right, right. literally she's controlling the mirror. So well, she is she going to call mirror herself mirror master. They're going to call her mirror so. mistress. Probably. I think so. they're going to call her yeah. mirror master. Anyway. So uh, McCullough and Ava were both like, we had visions for humanity and he's like, I'm actually doing mine. And so obviously there's some kind of nefarious plan there. Uh, and if what they've done is murder, um, what's a million times worse than murder. They're going to kill a bunch of people or they're going to do something to, you know, he has, a, he, I, I don't know what his vision is. I mean, something to do with light. I don't know. It's, it's, it seems something weird to do with light. But that that thing, is very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing that's been kind of throwing a, a wrench in things is like, at times it seems like Ava wants to stop him. And at times it seems like Ava wants to protect him because there were, there were two parts in this episode. One part where she was like, uh, no, you know, you got to get Joe West out of here. You know, we got to protect him or something like that. And then, evidently at the end she's like if anybody's gonna you know to get rid of him it's gonna be me kind of thing and so it's yeah. like she's protecting him but she wants to get rid of him so it's like what are her motivations in there maybe she just wants to kill on him i don't know but it, that was throwing me for a loop because i was like at first she seemed to resent him and then she was like no i want to save him and then at the end she's like nah it, if anybody's gonna take him out it's gonna be me so I think that's it right there. I mean, like that's yeah. where, I mean, this is the first time that we really get a sense of where everybody is because it is, it's, it's a confusing, it's been a confusing back half of the season because of all of the different pieces at play. And I don't just mean the characters. I mean like the organizations and the lack of clarity in terms of which organizations and individuals, like what their actual wants are, what their actual needs are, what their actual, uh, you know, what's actually standing in their way. Like, a lot of that has been kind of kept shrouded in mystery. Uh, and so this is the first time that we actually do get to see kind of more of a clear depiction of what's going on with also some question marks. I'm wondering if we'll ever actually get a chance to know what a million times worse than what we were thinking is, because I have a feeling that the black hole, I think the indication here is that black hole is more of a criminal organization. That's, um, got its hands in everything. I think that's that's the implication is it's more of like if it's crime black holes involved. If it's meta crime specifically black holes involved in some form or fashion. Um we may end up seeing you know maybe there's a tie here between black hole and and Lex Luthor or something of that nature. There's there's a lot of ways they could potentially take it. Um but I think I don't know that there'll actually be a like a thing, like this one thing that's a million times worse than what you were expecting. I think it's mostly just a reference to the reach that this organization has. That's just okay. my guess. I disagree. I think this that whatever their plan is is going to be the big thing they're going to have to stop this episode or this season. So you think that so but so is if that's the case does that mean that Ava's not really a villain? Because I mean, she's trying to stop Black Hole. And the, the other thing too is like they've got this whole deal, right? Like it's like, okay, I had a vision for humanity and you had a vision for humanity and 
they're both evil, but they're different. So we're going to, you know, uh, it almost reminds me, <laughs> there was a, a season of Justice League Unlimited where Grodd has reformed the Injustice Gang and they're working on this whole big deal. And at the very final end of it, it turns out that the big plot line, the big thing that he was trying to accomplish was to turn all of humanity into gorillas, into apes. And at the very end of it, and it's, it's funny because Lex Luthor is kind of like a second in command and the Lex Luthor gorilla is like a hairless gorilla, which is really funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end of it, when the Justice League uh, wins, it turns everybody back into people. Lex Luthor was like, I was going to wait a couple of months for doing this. And then he betrays him. He's like, but seriously, turning everybody into apes, that was your evil plan. <laughs> you know I mean? there, there is a level of like, you know, your evil plan and my evil plan might not be the same, but you know, we're all on the same evil team until we betray each other. And maybe well, that's what like, happened. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a situation where uh, maybe initially her goal was more noble. Right. And she's gone mad in this mirror universe and, you know, she's going to stop Joseph Carter's plan and then try to enact hers. And then there's going to be, um, you know, like a battle of the evil plans maybe. Yeah. Okay. So I got to pull in some stuff uh, that I want. So there's a lot about this plot line that I really want to kind of like dive into that requires referencing another television show. And it's like an active television show. That's not done yet. What which show? is dangerous. All right. So, all right. So I'm going to do this without spoiling anything. I'm going to, mm. what show is it? It's Westworld, but like oh. a, lo- a lot's gone on this season in Westworld that has potentially like re made me consider, like made me reconsider a lot about this, the season of the flash for a number of reasons. Hmm. And so I'm going to, I'm going to try to talk around this. You have not watched Westworld, right? I've seen the pilot episode of Westworld. That's it's a fantastic show. But the season three is completely different from the first two seasons. That's what I gathered from all the advertisements that I've yeah. watched that have kind of spoiled everything that happened in the prior seasons. But whatever. Uh, I, I mean, like at this point, it's your fault. I mean, it's a couple years back. But yeah. I'm not. So I'm not going to spoil. I'm not going to spoil that. Suffice to say, I will say that this season, a large part of what's going on is they I think they even refer to it as kind of a mirror world. They talk about the fact that like there's this um, uh, like like. Uh, super advanced artificial intelligence that's calculating reality based off of a mirror of reality that's created to calculate reality. Does that make sense? Sure. So it's a mirror world. It's like the matrix, if you will. Right. Uh, But they refer to it as a mirror world. And there's also aspects of that show dealing with somebody dealing with people that may not be the people that you think they are. And the way that you find out what they really are I'm starting to think may have ties to what's going on with Ava and the mirror universe. That's about the best I could say to it without just completely spoiling everything that's happening this season. But okay. for those that are watching both Westworld and the flash, I think you're tracking with me. I don't that's, think they are. <laughs> listen, legends is in the, in the chat currently legends. You tracking with me. Okay. You tracking with me. I'm just going to say, it, this is what I'm going to say. This is what I'm going to say for everybody who's watching Westworld season three. Uh, and I don't think this is going to spoil anything. I think that Ava is Dolores in all of this. And if you get that, you track it with me. And for everybody else that's like, okay, stop talking about Westworld. Just get back to Flash. Now I'm going to get back to the Flash. We're going to talk about this now. All right. Flash so you World. So you, need to, you need to watch it, man. Westworld TV talk. Maybe that'll be the thing. I, I liked I liked the, the pilot episode. I just, I don't know. I'm just 
when do I ever have a chance to do anything? <laughs> I hear that. No. When you're under quarantine, man, that's what you got to do. I still uh, have work. I still work. I work, you know, more now than I than I did under oh, quarantine. Listen, I'm right there with you, man. It's and you know, it was it was t- it was difficult finding the time to watch the show to be honest with you, but I'm you know what? I'm glad that I was able to, especially watch it today as I was kind of pre-prepping because it gave me a new appreciation for the uh Sue Lena Kyle uh, Ralph storyline, which you know, it's great. I mean, like, you know, it's been it's been interesting how they've thrown us for a loop with uh, with Sue. And I think that there is we've talked about this, obviously, in previous episodes. I think they're doing something with the character that works. But I understand why people are a little off put by it, because it is so it is such a drastic different trajectory from the character of the comics. But if you look at where that trajectory leads, you're kind of OK with it. If I, I mean, like, you, you probably should be OK with it when it when it comes down to it, because they're not going to do identity crisis. And if they do, they're certainly not going to do it like the way it was done in the, in the comics. No, they better uh, not. <laughs> no, I, I, it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen like that. Um, but anyway, so we got uh, we got the Suli Nikhil finally uh, meeting up with Ralph here. Cisco, by the way, absolutely loving Sue. Like they just hit it off great, which I I loved. I thought that was that, that was, was cute. Great. Yeah, that was very cute. Cisco's the best when he's the best. Um, <laughs> but we find out, surprise, she's not actually bad. She's been good this entire time, making some hard choices. There's that thing again for the sake of saving her parents. Um, Bell, were you surprised that Sue was actually good the whole time? Uh, no, not really. No, not at all. Right. I mean, that's the other thing with the Sue Lena Kyle, right? Like they're playing her up as a cat woman. So the idea is that like, well, she's bad, but she's probably not that bad. Like if she was bad, she wouldn't. I mean, I don't know. Ralph would be dead. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like when it all comes down to it, they've got kind of their back and forth and um, I, I think they've got great chemistry. I will say this for these actors. They really, they really have got some great chemistry between the two. And yeah. uh, perhaps we are seeing the establishment of a romance for the ages uh, in, in their relationship. We got a, a little bit of a nod back to the 007 episode with January Galore. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, is just the most 007 name that you can possibly get away with <laughs> on uh, network television. And, uh, you know, I think, I think that they, um, I think it's great. Did you notice that, um, that she did something though? You know, she um, did something. You, you know what she did? What? What? She she took her face off. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that tweet was context for. Because I saw your tweets this morning, and then I was like, I haven't watched the episode yet because I too almost did not have time to watch the episode today. And uh, and then it just completely like left my mind. And yeah, the face on the floor. That was. I want to take his face face off. off. <laughs> no more drugs for this man. <laughs> One of the best John Woo action films, by the way. I mean, you know what? We really that that needs to be a rose-colored retrospective, right there. Not, face I, off. It was it was brilliant. It was awesome. Uh, the, yes, exactly. It was like it was the, awesome in a John Woo kind of way. I don't I don't understand what you're. No, talking hang on. About. Are you like I don't mind going with you if we're like joking about how great it is. But are I'm getting I'm starting to get the sense that you're not joking about this. Look, John Woo is a very competent oh and God. excellent action director, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are already off on tangents to be like crazy. Like a dove coming through the flames, Bell. Let me bring us back on track here. Um, it's beautiful. <laughs> and you're ignorant. <laughs> uh, all right, so there you go. Ralph, Cisco, uh, Sulina, Kyle. Uh, making the hard decisions to save her parents, but you know what? Doing what she's got to do. We also had another plot line going on this episode, which is the B-team. Got to protect the B-team because Wells and Allegra 
also in this episode. Uh, Iris, man, she is doing the arm thing. Now, this I found very, very interesting. Um, the arm thing. You didn't notice the arm thing? God, did I miss it? She was scratching her arm. You remember how all of the yeah, mirror like, people are scratching their arm? She started scratching her arm, man. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I remember last episode they started doing that, but like I just wasn't paying enough attention to Iris because I'm just so caught up in the, in the whole like, how can you not tell? Mm. I, I keep up, man. I want to reference this so bad, but I, I'm telling you, again, for those that get this reference, let, tweet me. Let me know that you get this reference so I'm not just like shouting into the dark here, but like, like what is going on with Dolores in, in season three Westworld is what is going on with Ava here. Like, I really think that's the situation. And I, that's the only way I can really talk about it without talking about it. But like, I want to know that other people see that. Uh, Legends, can, let me know I, if you're on track. Can I start that. watching season three or do I have to watch the other two seasons? You need to watch the other two seasons. Okay. Season one is fantastic, man. It is a fantastic yeah, I've heard, show. I've, I've heard good things about season one. I've heard bad things about season two. Season two is better when you're binge watching it. It's not, it was not great to watch at the time because of the okay. way it was structured. Uh, but when you actually are binge watching it, it flows a lot nicer. Um, but it's not as solid as season one and it's not as good as season three. Season three is very good, but it's, a, it's almost a, basically an entirely different show. That's what I heard. Yeah. Um, okay. So again, enough of Westworld TV talk. Um, <laughs> did the De, Lord Delos TV talk? Uh, so yeah, so they're all doing the arm scratchy thing. They're all, they're all, you know, uh, the fact that even in the real world, Iris, well, I say the real world, even, even the, (laughs) whichever Iris is with Ava right now in the mirror universe is now doing the same scratching thing that the mirror people are doing in the real world. Wait, you're talking about real Iris in the mirror dimension is scratching her arm. Yes. Oh, wait. So mirror Iris is not scratching her arm. Mirror Iris has been scratching her arm in previous episodes. In this episode, unless this is a way like just out of left field, they're just messing with us. She's maybe I'm looking too deep here, but she was scratching her arm this episode. The so real so Iris. The, the supposed real Iris who's in the mirror dimension with Ava was scratching her arm. Yep. Wow. Okay. I thought you were talking about Mirror Iris. Who has been. Her, who has been in the past. I thought they were still kind of like, you know, I guess teasing that but no wow I, I did not notice that yeah so that means that iris is starting to like develop whatever craziness that that ava has yes that there's some sort of tie between the two this this is what i'm thinking that there's some sort of tie between the two you know we don't get a chance to see iris dealing with other people that's that's um you know I, i've got some gripes i've got some gripes i don't mind saying that but i'm trying to save my gripes until later on in the episode so there's some things that we haven't discussed in this episode that are going to come up later on here because i really i want to talk about the positive stuff here there's a lot of fun things that happen this episode we got a big a lot of big reveals and i do think there's a lot of cool things happening here especially with the mirror universe i'm starting to wonder though bell like is there still we've I feel like we've gone all over the map with this that Mirror Iris is actually Ava, that actually Mirror Iris is Iris, but she's been split in two, that there's some sort of combination of the two. Where do you fall right now on what's going on with real Iris? I mean, I didn't I didn't notice the scratch. And I noticed she said that she's getting kind of used to being there. She said she's gonna use and and when she was talking to her though, remember she was kind of going through um this idea that she had with Barry being able to break her out because of yeah. the way that he's able to vibrate. And Mirror Mirror Master actually said to her, You're on the right track. And I think 
I think that's an indication to us as an audience that, in fact, that yes, Iris has actually figured out now how to get out of here if they can get a get word out to Barry, which at the moment, obviously, she's unable to do. Yeah, well, she's unable to do, and she thinks that both of them are because Ava is like too tired or whatever to 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 do it. Yeah, um, and you know what? I'll I'll go ahead and I'll talk about this now. I, it's we need to get we need to get Iris out of the mirror like three episodes ago. Yeah. We really need to get Iris out of the mirror because the mirror Iris plotline, while was cool at first because we got the chance to see like, you know, you know, Iris, like, like non-restriction Iris, like she was going out and she's had this, she had this great episode in the story and, you know, it was great for Candace because she got to play that character, but that character wasn't, we, we come to learn that that's not exactly our Iris or if it is something weird is going on and we don't really fully know what's going on. And ever since then, in order for Mirror Iris to make sense in the real world, all of these characters have had to be just so stupid. Like, so very dumb. You've yeah. got to tell me that this stage in the game, Barry doesn't know that's not his wife or that something's up with her. When she's kicking, this kicking stage him out of the in the house? game, Joe doesn't know. Kicking out of the house, like, I, like just in general, like, are we to presume that they haven't seen each other in between episodes? Like that no off screen bill happens here. Like, is that like what, what exactly, why are we stretching this? That this is, this is the thing that's been driving me a little crazy with this plot line, because I do think that it is cool. And I think that there is like cool factors to the mirror universe. And I think there's amazing stories that you can tell with this, but we also have a ton of other stories that are crammed into this back half of the season. And you know what? Okay, sorry. Well, it's, it's, I, it's frustrating because, like, you know, there's there's the whole speed uh, losing a speed angle, right? That's mm-hmm. important. And Iris being in the mirror dimension, that's important. And like um, a color technology black hole, like that's important. Um, I guess Suena Kyle and Ralph is not really as important as any of these things. Um, but it might be. I mean, that crystal that she gave him may have very specific connections to whatever the big plot line that either. Mirror Mister or Mister Mirror Master are working towards. You know what I mean? Like whatever. Yeah. Like one of them is like the fact that there's kind of that. You know, I mean, you got to think about it, right? Black hole. They're dealing with light. Uh, mirror Master is dealing with reflection. Obviously, you know, uh, Mirror. Her husband has gone out of his way to remove reflective services so that she can't just show up there. Um, there's some sort of contrast here. And so crystal kind of plays into that, right? Cause you have reflection and then you have light, but then crystal is kind of the transference of light through uh, kind of reflective surfaces. So I have a feeling that there is going to be a big, like that is a component that's going to tie those two stories together. I could be wrong, but I think that's the case. Yeah. I, I just, cause the Iris thing, I don't know. We talked about this before, but like, you know, uh, in previous episodes and even earlier on where like, you know, Iris was uh, more confident and, you know, this this change that we saw in her we found out wasn't real and then so it like that or that maybe kinda, it is we don't know yeah everything's it, shrouded in mystery which has been the case this back half of the season i mean because it because it feels like it's going to be a thing where you know i think barry's going to lose his speed not going to be able to and, and then he's going to find out that iris is in there and then it's going to be maybe there'll be more interesting things happening in the mirror universe and we can get rid of mirror iris and develop iris in the mirror universe 
as opposed to developing mirror iris in the real universe. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't it's, know. But like, there's so much stuff, and it's like, I mean, you know, Cisco says, "Oh yeah, I'm running simulations on my speed force that I'm building." Um, right. Okay, we also cool. have the the artificial speed force that is being developed off screen, so we know that some stuff happens off screen. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? but like, yeah, I don't know. It's it just it's just really irritating to me that Barry hasn't noticed anything, or at least when he did, he he mentioned it to Joe. Joe didn't seem concerned at all. Right. Um. God, it's like. It's, it's like, just requiring on. people to be really stupid, and it makes well, n- no sense that, that their the whole people- argument that you know when Iris is sitting there saying, "Oh, you can go, you can search fifty mile area in three seconds," like Iris would be the first person to tell him, "Barry, you have to conserve your speed." Exactly, and Barry would know that. Yeah, they have a good relationship. They have had one of the best like like relationships of all of these shows. You know what I mean? Like of everything in the CW verse. They've had a really solid relationship, or at least every like up until you know pre-crisis, they were like the relationship of their Earth. Like I, I think what it would happen if this was real, Iris, it would be like, "Babe, I'm so sorry, I couldn't. There wasn't enough time to get you before Joe went off." And she'd be like, "I understand, I'm upset, but you have to realize that you know you have to save your speed to save someone else. Joe yeah, will be back. That. My dad will be back. Like I yeah, will see exactly. him. It was it was sad I didn't get to see him, but you know, blah blah blah. Like that's that's how that would have gone down. But instead, she's like, "Ah, oh, use because it's it's very." why was he not like just just mention something or say something it's like why why are you trying to get me to use my speed for this yeah i mean if anything this may be the catalyst we may discover next week that this is the catalyst that actually causes him to figure out what's up but at the same time i i would still argue even without that it's weird that nobody would know and they've had to i'm just Anyway, they goes it gets into some other stuff that I want to get into. And I, you know, I'll just say before we jump into the speculation here cuz you know, we do have some fun speculation to jump into. But for those that may have have saw, yes, on Twitter as I was watching this episode, I really kind of hit a wall and I was like, "Man, there's a lot of you know, I love this show, I love this franchise, but there's a lot of leaps that we're having to make right now and there's a lot that's being juggled right now with this back half of the season." And it made me want to stop watching, at least for the night. And I picked up and rewatched the next morning and enjoyed it very much. But like, you know, it, it made me realize that going into this this week's podcast that like I was like, all right, so we can get on the mic. We can be super negative and nitpicky, which I never want to be. That's never what I want this show to be. And I mean, I've expressed that even when we have nitpicked in the past. This is just not something I want this show to be. Um, that being said, I, did, I do have kind of like uh, some thoughts that I want to share about the trajectory of where this season is going and the trajectory of where the franchise is going. Uh, but first, man, I want to, I want to get into like one more fun, fun aspect before getting like in this like super negative zone, if you will. <laughs> and that is of course. Speedster speculation. All right. Val, where are the real Camilla and Singh? Because we got the reveal at the end of this episode that Captain Singh is also a mirror version, or at least in League. I mean, I think we could presume that Singh is actually a mirror Singh, right? Well, he, he said the thing, right? Uh, oh, what was the quote where it's like something is compliance or something like that, right? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be done. But that's the thing. Like, like the way that she converses with him is the same way we've seen her conversing with Camilla, the same way we've seen her conversing with Iris. And so for all intents and purposes, we can assume that Singh has been replaced. Yes, where are Camilla and Singh? Like, is there a locker in that room somewhere with bodies? You know, this what I mean? is another thing that's been bothering me. Is like, is it they, they've shown success is assured? I, like, Thank you, Doctor Allen. Success is assured. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It. Uh, and uh, I like, I thought Iris being who she is, she'd like, 
I don't know, go out into the mirror universe and try to like explore, maybe go to star labs and see if there's something she could do in star labs to like, you know, impact the real star labs or, you know, I, I thought she wouldn't just spend her entire time in that one room. And I thought by like the second episode that she was in there, that she would be exploring and she'd open a door and she'd see like a tied up Camilla in there or something like that. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. And now like, Captain I, Singh and probably three other people we don't even know. about. <laughs> yeah. Like, or that she'd come across these people, but like not once has she even thought to do anything like that and that's just i don't know i just feel like that's kind of out of character for her i i, I she's an she's an investigative journalist right she's yeah, yeah, investigating yeah. stuff well let, right let's now, presume like that's a good point though bell but let's let's just for the moment anyway presume that that that's the case that she has gone through and she can't find him in this room and so they are not in this room can't find sing or and- or camilla I wouldn't think they'd be in that room. I think that, that that Ava would have taken them somewhere else. That's what I'm saying. Like, I figured she'd explore the McCulloch Technology Building and, like, you mm-hmm. know, maybe try to find some other kind of thing. And they're like, oh, crap, I stumbled into the janitor's closet and here's Camilla and why is she tied up? And, like, what's going okay. on? All right. I mean, that could be the case. It is a big... Uh, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying she's keeping them in the room. I'm saying Ava's, like, put them somewhere else. But everything that she does has to do with that one mirror, right? And so Iris would have to be, like out of the room, which we know she isn't like from everything that you just pointed out, like she's just been chilling in the same room. So it's not like she would have had the time to knock him out. And even if she did knock him out, I mean, one, one presumes you have to eat in the mirror universe. You know what I mean? Like, is she feeding him big belly burger? <laughs> it would, it'd be, uh, uh, gib <laughs> yellib. Right. No, I see uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can't reverse burger in my head. I'm sorry. Um, you know, in the mirror universe, all dyslexics, we're the ones that are. <laughs> hey, in the land of the mirror, the yeah. dyslexic man is king. That's, that's right. <laughs> that's right. But I don't know. Like, so, so there, there's different circumstances by how which they came into the mirror universe, right? So Ava got hit by the particle accelerator wave and it blew her into the mirror. And that's how she got in there. Uh, Iris was grabbed through that same mirror by Ava. Um, Camilla was put in there by the mirror gun. So different entry point. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually so, a really, really good point. And we don't know what Singh's situation is. And we is don't yet. know. We don't know what happened with Singh. So my guess is Camilla's in there with uh, with freaking uh, um, Cicada's dagger, like trying to claw her way out. <laughs> wow. <something. laughs> wow. Interesting. That would be that would be something. I'm actually wondering if they. What if they don't exist? Anymore. Like, what if they've actually been, like, removed from the real universe and replaced with their mirror copies, but for whatever reason, they're not coming back? So, you're telling me that Camilla is dead and Captain Singer dead. And, yeah, Camilla and Singer dead. But Iris isn't for some unknown mystical reason. Because Iris was pulling. We don't know why. I mean, one imagines, I don't know, maybe because of the... Gosh, I don't know. Because of plot armor? Like, I mean... I mean, Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I would hate for them to kill Singh, but they've kind of promoted him off the show. And so it's like the only thing you can do now with him is kill him, which is which is terrible. Um, I Because he's I not going to have... Like, we know that he's not going to have a relationship with Pied Piper. Like, you know, in the comics, they have a relationship, but there's... I mean, you know, there's an age disparity here that would make things... No offense to uh, Sabanki. I'm not trying to say... Anyway, point is that I would just... They, they don't... They don't... They're not... There's an age disparity there. Uh, uh, have you not seen Call Me By Your Name? 
I have not. No, there's an age disparity there, and it's still a beautiful tale. I'm sure it is, but my point is, I would be. <laughs> he's also married. Like they've, he's already in a relationship. So my point is that it's not going to be the comics. So like, right, when right, right. He doesn't have the same connection beyond the connections that are already established in the show, and because they promoted Joe and moved Sing out. The only thing you can imagine is with him, they might remove him. Also, when it comes to Camilla, we know that um, uh, uh, Allegra is going to be a regular next season, but there's not been any mention of her. So I'm starting to wonder if they're on a track that basically what we're seeing is remnants of who they were because they've actually been killed off by Ava. I don't know. I And the only reason that Iris hasn't is because, and, and I, I mean this sincerely, reasons. That I don't know. I, I really feel like we're going to be. I, I I hope this isn't the route that they're going, but I don't know. I feel like there might be a situation where like Iris somehow gets out and then there's still mirror Iris and, and Barry is going to like, you know, be like, no, I'm the real Iris. It's like, no, I'm the real Iris kind of thing. I, I really <laughs> I hope they don't spotless. do that. Yeah, I just I don't know. And like they're going to do something cheesy like, you know, like which one shoot, shoot her. No, shoot her. <laughs> well, like the, the, the speed force is going to come back because he's going to like touch her in a spark. It's going right. to happen. That's how he's going to. Oh, that's it. That's great. That's a great idea. I, I, I don't think so. <laughs> no, actually, I love that idea. No, that like they could actually like from their re their their reconnection, their unity, it kind of like rebirths the speed force. I mean, maybe. But like that, that was that came out of my like cheesy writing part of my brain i think that's a fantastic idea the only problem well no because time doesn't matter because it's the speed force no that's great i i like that idea i want right. to i want to co-sign that idea that you don't even want to claim that's a great idea well I, you heard it here first folks that's how the speed force is going to get restarted barry's going to touch iris and it's going to make a spark and that's how he's going to know that she's the real iris and then mirror iris is going to get I don't know, apprehended, shot with a mirror gun, something like that. I think well, I don't I think know. I don't know about all the context of that, but I do like the idea of the speed force, like them reuniting is actually a a spark for like recreating the speed force or like regenerating the speed force or reigniting the speed force. I think I think that sounds amazing. Okay, so this so so here's a scenario, right? It's raining, it's on the rooftop. Uh Barry has no speed. He's only got the he's got the mirror gun though, right? Okay. Uh and and you know, it they're they're standing and they're wearing the same clothes, all that kind of stuff. Uh they're at the top of the roof. Uh and yeah, and and you know, they're both like, Barry, it's me, you know who I am, and and blah, 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 blah. And like he walks up slowly, you know, to one of them, and then um he just blasts her, right? Boom. And then he turns to the other and and she's like, I knew uh, I, I, I this is this is what's going to make me so mad if they do this. He's like, I knew that you would find me. And he's going to be like, I've always known. And the sparks are going to happen when he touches her face. And he's going to be like, no, you didn't. You didn't always know. See, because but now you're, you're griping about something they're probably not going to do. Like, I, know, would, I know. You're I right, know. though. If they did, that would be very egregious. It's like, really? You really? always knew, Barry? No, that is very clear that that's not the case. Uh, they yeah. had to make a lot of leaps to make that the case, but it is what it is. But so. I, I will stand by the thing that I think there's going to be, uh, you know, the, the the clone roof classic face off trope. And yeah, oh, the, definitely, the, definitely. the spark between them. I mean, whatever. I'll throw that out there. That's going to that's going to rebirth the speed force. OK, I like that. I really do like the that, that that's the origins of of not necessarily a new speed force, but the the re resetting of, of the current or the actual speed force. I, I, I really like that idea. Yeah. All right, no, all right. So I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with it, man. I think that, I think that Camilla and Singh are dead. I think that they died and we didn't even know it. You know what I mean? Like I think it, it happened and we missed it, and we're just dealing. Well, not. I mean, Camilla, we saw it happen, but I think that that Singh is gone. I um, mean, when she got hit with the mirror gun, I was like, yikes. 
I mean, I don't, I don't know how you come back from that, but that's why, that's why I was thinking that the, that the episode after that is when Iris is going to go exploring around and find her in there. And then we're going to have a, a, a we're going to have some, because right now there's, there's no like intrigue on the inside, right? It's just Iris kind of being naive and just trusting Ava every step of the way. Sure. She, and I don't, no I don't sus- necessarily, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call that naive. I mean, she was kind of on guard beforehand, but I mean, at the same time, it is like, you know, you're stuck in a, in purgatory with this one other individual. I mean, like go back to season one arrow. If you want to know how <laughs> you deal with that situation. So I, I, you know, I, I'm fine with that per se. Um, I'm just really kind of, it's more of the rest of the world, not realizing what's up at this yes, point, which but is also if Iris hasn't gone anywhere else in the mirror universe, how is Ava getting all this free time to herself to talk to her mirror clones? That's a good point, actually. Um, you almost kind of wonder if if maybe there's multiple, maybe there's an infinite mirror universe, uh, you know, like a mirror pointing at a mirror and having like several like out the, there. So maybe there are pocket mirror universes where she's doing the same thing with uh, Camilla and Singh. Who knows? Who knows? But we'll find out. Um, but you're you're but you're sticking with it. You think that Camilla and Singh are in a in a cabinet somewhere. I think so, because I think that's going to drive some really interesting action and uh, plots and stuff on the mirror side of the universe. Okay, fair enough. I think they're dead. I hope they're not, but I think they are. So there you go. That's our speculation. Let us know what your speculation are. Where are the real Camilla and and, uh, and Singh? We want to hear your thoughts. Uh, Send those in to us. All right. So we're doing something different this week. Instead of listener feedback, as I mentioned at the top of the show and kind of throughout, this, this particular week... And I don't know if it's like the world that we're living in right now. You know, time capsule. We made mention of this. We're living in a time capsule right now. You could be listening to this episode this weekend. You could be listening to this episode 10 years from now as you've found the flash on Netflix or whatever Blue and Flack and Zack and whatever the, the, the new thing is that we don't even know exists. The new streaming service, right? Um, Disney Plus, right? This is probably on Disney Plus because at this point, it's all owned by Disney Plus. We, we might be owned by Disney Plus at this point. Who knows? Point is... That at this time in space, when we're recording this particular episode, it is the middle of the COVID-19 crisis. It's the middle of the coronavirus. And I got to tell you, Bill, when I sat down and watched this episode, my patience for CW manufactured drama was pretty dang low. It was pretty low. And that's not, that's not me getting mad at this per se. Like That's CW- external influences on you. Exactly. CW yeah. shows great. It's like, um, I mean, it's like candy. Sweet. It's delicious. Uh, sometimes chewy, sometimes crunchy, sometimes hard. You got to kind of shrunk on a little bit, but ultimately it's not very healthy for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not like a meal per se. Sometimes it is sometimes. I mean, look, I love this series and we've had some of the best moments in television, I believe over the course of this series. Uh, some of the ways, especially with how they've told certain character arcs have been phenomenal. Um, you know, and some have been lackluster, but all of them do have that, um, teenage drama despite the fact that none of these characters are teenagers they all still kind of get pulled into that teenage drama cw-ness well it's the cw formula this 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 is why for years i never wanted to watch smallville because i didn't like the cw's like like, i'm not saying that smallville's bad i'm i'm this is not at all what i'm saying what i'm saying is is you always wanted me to watch smallville and i was like oh what networks come on you're like cw and i was like like I, i i can't trust a show that's on that network 
Uh, and, and granted, you know, I, I still haven't watched it. Maybe I'm wrong. I probably am. A lot of people really, really like the show. And so when you were like, let's do the Flash show. And I was like, what network's it on? It's like CW. I was like, Ugh. but I really liked it. I really liked it. And and I think you're right. I think you're right. Like the, the, the CW does have a formula and uh, sometimes the Flash follows it. But there's been a lot of really genuine moments in the Flash and and, and good things about the Flash and, and real heartfelt emotion and drama. That's but, it. That's yeah. the one heartfelt. Like that's you can have cheese. Like there's nothing wrong with cheese. Cheesiness is great, but if you're in, in, in it, but it works and it can work on an emotional level because you get invested in the characters. Like you age the cheese. Let's, and let's, you, <laughs> you have the cheese. It's in your cave. It might have mold on it, it, but it's supposed to have mold. It's, on it, it, It's mold that you put there with your love and your care. And you love that cheese. And that cheese one day will be delicious. Terrible metaphors aside, let's take, <laughs> let, let's just, let's, for, for, for context, I think this is a good like, comparison. On this episode, I, I referenced Westworld. You mentioned Smallville. Let's take these two shows. These two shows, which are, are far enough removed from what we're actually talking about, which is The Flash, that like you can critique them without anybody's feelings being hurt. Smallville is a great show, but it is also, as you mentioned, I mean, it, it is a show meant for a time and a place and kind of has that CW-esque formula. So there's a lot of cheesiness to it. A lot of the uh, the relationships are kind of that manufactured drama nature to it. And that's fine. Now take Westworld and you look at like, that's a, that's a dense, like unpacked, the nature of reality and like your mind and God, like there's a, there's a, there's a, it's a dense show that has some stuff to say. Now, one of the reasons both of these shows work so well is actually the same thing, which is you care about the characters. Like when the characters are, when you're able to get attached to them, when you're able to connect with them, that's when they become real. And it could be the cheesiest thing that you're seeing happen but at the same time, if you know what it means to that character, it hits you on a very real visceral way. And we've seen that. We've seen that with like all of these characters or all of our main characters at various stages and in, in their relationships with each other. I mean, there have been some Joe Barry scenes that just cut you to the core. I mean, like, you know, I think this earlier this season after they, they had their big goodbye moment, I called up my dad because there was something about that scene they had together that just hit me right where I was. And I really felt it. The stuff last season, the reason why the Nora relationship with Barry and Iris spoke to me is because I saw who, the way that she was looking at them, the way that they were looking at her. And it made me relate to it in a way that I understand as a father and also as a child. Like, you know what I mean? Like as somebody who can connect with like the reality of, you know, something core to who that those characters are. All right. That's the thing that makes cheese work. That's the way, that's the reason why these shows are able to work. And I think the reason they speak to us is because the genuineness of the actual characters. Bell, the problem that I have, and I say Bell, this is actually not to you, buddy. I, I love you and I, I love talking <laughs> to you and I love presenting everything to you, but, but I want to actually do something right now. And I want to speak directly to those behind the scenes at The Flash. And we know you're listening. We know you tuned in live. We always have a couple of CW executives I've got you know Berlanti on the phone right now listening to our conversation. But is he still involved? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, here's the deal. I love this franchise. I love this show. I love so many of these characters. And I love who they've been and what they've been and what they've gone through. And yes, there's like some cheesy, crazy comic book stuff going on. And guess what? I love that too. This episode 
was about hard choices. And to me, it seems like somebody has not been making the hard choices that need to happen with this show. Because as has been memed and expressed from the fandom as a whole, we as a community, I think this is fair. We all feel that this show is very bloated on characters. Now, that's not to say that there's not characters that like that every character on there is not, you know, there's no Jar Jar Binks here. Everybody loves all of these characters and people love Jar Jar Binks these days too. That's a whole nother tangent. But anyway, point is <laughs> like, there's not like a specific character that everybody hates. Now you might be listening right now. Somebody might be listening and they might think, oh, well, I hate, you know, so-and-so. How could you, how dare you say that? I, I can't stand so-and-so. And, you know, all of these people on Reddit agree with me. It's like, well, yeah, but you know what? That's the other people. That's their favorite character. Like there's, there's always for some character that somebody hates, there's always, there's somebody there's not a universally character. hated character. There's not a universally. That is exactly right. Bell. That's exactly right. Even me. I've gone through characters. I didn't like wasn't a huge fan of Ralph. Now he's quite charming. You, you sold me on him. And I yeah. mean, you know, with time and storylines, you're able to do that, but it requires time and storylines. And those time and storylines can only be given when the characters are given the chance to have those time and storylines. Y'all made some great decisions this season with this show, with the crisis having split this season up into two, essentially two mini seasons, we got a fantastic first half of the season. We had a really fun crisis in the middle of it. And now I don't know what you're doing because you're trying to cram essentially like three years worth of content into one season to three years worth of stories in one season while also stretching out all those stories at the same time. And somehow it feels like too much and too slow because of the way that this balancing act is trying to be accomplished and it's just not happening. Like I, I really, you know, I think there's, I think that the mirror universe storyline is, is fantastic. I think it provide it could have provided a lot of opportunities to explore Iris as a character, not just the mirror version, but the way the, you know, quote unquote real version, if that's even her, you might pull the rug out under us and maybe mirror version is real Iris and mirror Iris is mirror Iris. I don't know. We're going <laughs> to find out eventually, but it's been unclear because we haven't gotten really chance to spend time with her. We haven't gotten a chance to really spend time with Allegra, who we're supposed to be caring about. We don't really know anything about her. This particular Wells, we don't really know that much about. Even this after this whole exorcism, it's hard to care about him because we just haven't spent much time with him. Even the Flash, Barry Allen, who's got a lot of great stuff that's going on, a lot this back half of the season, we haven't gotten to spend time with him. It doesn't feel like we've gotten to spend any time with any of these characters really at all. And it makes their plot lines convoluted at best. Because they're not really all tied together. Now, maybe they will be. But at the moment, it just doesn't feel right. Hard choices have to be made. I have said for quite a couple times, like Joe, one of my favorite characters. He probably should have died about three years ago. (laughs) I I love that actor and I love that character. Again, referencing something that happened this season that was super emotional for me and just connected with me in a big way. Like I love those moments, but that's why it's a hard decision like you got to kill off some of these characters. If you're going to let some of these newer characters shine, you got to, you're going to have to let some of these old characters go. Um, or, you, you know, that, I mean, that's, that's just the way it is. Uh, you know, we didn't even get the chance to do our typical joke, which is, you know, Caitlin also in this episode, because Caitlin not actually in this episode, <laughs> <laughs> we had to do it with Wells and Allegra. Like, yeah, which we've never done it with anybody else other than Caitlyn. Because typically that's the gag is that it's always Caitlyn. Who de- but now they're all Caitlyn. They're all Caitlyn. And that's, that's a problem. So anyway, I just say this as there's, there's a lot of good decisions that were made this season in terms of having everything split up. Um, it provided for a, a really, really tight story on the front end. 
I wish that it was also providing for a tight story on the back end. It's not. And I think in large part, that's because the cast is too big. I think you could cut this cast literally in half and do this exact same format with kind of the, the double season, uh, two in one season, and you'd have a much, much better show. Now, how would you cut it in half? Who would you lose? That's a hard choice. But I don't get paid to make those hard choices. I don't really even get paid to say this right now, honestly, right now with the way that our, <laughs> our donations, our support is going. So when it all comes down to it, I'm just putting this out there because I'm a fan of the show. I have a very popular podcast and I'm hoping that somebody with all, with all due respect, if you're able to listen, take this to heart from somebody who loves this show, make the hard choices. I'm not going to like some of those hard choices that you make. You're going to get rid of some of my favorite characters, but it'll be the right thing to do because you'll be able to tell better stories. And at the end of the day, more so than the characters themselves, I like good stories. But those good stories are made when characters are given the, the opportunity to shine. So there it is. That's my open letter to the creators show. I trust that the actual person who's on staff there that does listen to, the, to this podcast, and yes, we are talking about you, coffee boy, um, put this <laughs> on the desk. And uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I noticed in the chat, uh, Mystic Celeste wrote this. Uh, they wrote, uh, Danielle Panabaker did make a comment about this on Instagram yesterday. She said that there were a lot of characters and that that was to give actors time off. So I don't know if they are doing it to keep certain actors or what. And that, that that's a very good point. It's, you know, when you have these tentpole characters and these tentpole actors that support and hold up your show and they say, you know what, I want to go do this other thing. And again, like you said, Bo, it's a hard choice. You either tell them, uh, no, you're, you're sticking to our shooting schedule. Um, and then they go, okay, well, bye, I quit. Or they say, all right, well, we'll work with you. We'll work with your schedule. You want to go do that for six months? Okay, cool. Well, we'll write you into this. Uh, but who? Who? Like, like, I get that. But at the same time, I mean, and, and I don't know. I mean, like, Candace is still there. You know what I mean? Like she's actually getting the screen time. It's just a version that's not the character. You know what I mean? Like she's well, just right. And that, that, that's that, that, that's a, that's a big frustration for me as well. Is that like you know we always want better stuff for Iris. We want you know we, we are, and better are, stuff for Barry because that's the other thing too. He's still there too. Like honestly, you need those two in in my mind, and pretty much everybody else is expendable. Yeah. And so like do a shoot do a do a first half of the season with half the cast. And Barry and Iris, and do a second half of the season with the other half of the cast. And Barry and Iris, you know what I mean? Like you can, if that's the, if that's the case, then at least give those give those characters a chance to really participate in the story. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I agree 100. percent I, I I've, I've had the same gripe that they have too many characters on the show. Uh, I've also had the same gripe that you know they should split the show into multiple story arcs, which they did this which season, they did. which is great. They did. See, they, they were listening to you. They, they, they coffee listened, shop yeah. guy, coffee, coffee guy, got that note on their desk. We're counting on you, coffee guy. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's, it's a thing, right? It's making the shorter seasons was a great idea and I think it was a great move and it worked so well in the first half of the season. It worked great with Crisis and now we have this and I think the reason why, you know, obviously why you're, you're not thinking it's working is because the, of, of all the different characters that we're bouncing around between and I kind of agree. Like, we don't have a full season to do all this kind of stuff. So, either you just... I don't know. You, you you write them out in a way so that we don't have to work. We, we don't have to go, hey, where's Caitlin this episode? Or, hey, where's Allegra this episode? Or, or hey, you know, where's Camilla this episode? We don't or have like to do they, that. they pop up like five episodes later. And it's like, oh, yeah, there, there's the story from like weeks ago 
yeah care about this now and forget about this other cool factor that that we just got you excited like like no like don't i mean rotate them onto legends or something i don't care rotate them onto legends there you go yeah rotate them onto legends if you're worried about people like you know not watching because they're not going to have their favorite show uh put them on the best show on the cw right now and that's legends of tomorrow you can watch more of my legends of tomorrow podcast (laughs) there you go there you go anyway that's no but seriously listen to my podcast legends tv talk so I wanted to I wanted to put this uh, put this out there for two reasons. One is I wanted to kind of collectively put that feedback in a very condensed way, but there's another reason too, which is I don't want to be I don't want to be a podcast that just comes on every week like oh they got too many characters and I feel like we've done that too much. I feel like I've personally done that too much, and so my goal and I hope that y'all hold me accountable to this because I really I really don't want to keep saying that week after week. So I've I've said my piece on this sub- subject. And my goal is to not bring up that gripe again on the podcast. And I really hope I do that. I hope our, pr- our, our, our uh, I know you won't. I know you won't. I know it's going to be like two episodes from now. There's going to be a similar kind of thing where it's like, oh, I want some more of that story, but I can't have it because of Ralph. No, because I won't of say Cisco. that. I won't say that. I might be like, <laughs> oh, man. Our, you know, artificial speed force is a really interesting situation that is not how the speed force should work. So it's going to be a problem. Really can't wait to see what that problem is. Artificial speed force is a red herring. It's never going to happen. Barry is going to shoot Mirror Iris on the rooftop and then touch regular mirrors. The lightning bolt is going to restart speed force. I think that the artificial speed force is going to create Godspeed. That's what I think. No, it's red herring. All right. We'll see. All right. Well, there you go. That's all of our thoughts. It's, it's all out there. We put it out there. Uh, I hope we, I hope, look, if, if you're loving this style, then great. That is awesome. And I really don't want to take that away from you, but I, I really, I just, I had to voice that. And, um, yeah, there you go. But let us know what your thoughts are. We want to hear from you head over to twitter.com slash flash TV talk. We can follow us there. Also, uh, feel free to, to voice directly at us. You can at ring that bell or at the real Bo York for me. But if 280 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podestery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y dot com. And for the latest news and not live streams anymore, uh, facebook.com slash flash TV talk. So that's why I'll just go ahead and say twitch.tv slash the real York is where you can uh, tune in for the live shows. We'll be doing them there for the foreseeable future. So again, that's twitch.tv slash the real York. And as always, special thanks to Charlie Bach, who provides music for our show. You can check out the rest of his awesome stuff at soundcloud.com slash Charlie Bach. Shouts out to the great folks at tvtalk.fm. Wonderful TV talking shows for those that like talking about the TVs. tvtalk.fm. That's going to do it for us for this week. But don't worry. We'll be back in a flash.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.